Growth Igniters Radio, episode 16, transforming a passion into a successful company. This episode is brought to you by Business Advancement Incorporated, enabling successful leaders and companies to accelerate to their next level of growth on the web at businessadvance.com. And now, here's Pam and Scott. Thanks, Chris. I'm Pam Harper, founding partner and CEO of Business Advancement Incorporated. And across from me is Scott Harper, my business partner and husband. Hey, Scott. Hi, Pam. As always, it's wonderful to be here with you today. And we'd like to let our first-time listeners know that the purpose of Growth Igniter's radio is to spark new insights, inspiration, and immediately useful ideas for leaders to take themselves and their companies to the next level of success. So, Pam, what's the story for today? It's a story about taking a passion, putting it together with the ability to sense an emerging market opportunity, and turning it into a highly successful company. I love hearing stories like that and learning from CEOs who actually have the ability to transform the face of business and put that into practice. Exactly. So today we're speaking with Tim Berry, chairman and founder of Palo Alto Software, a leader in business plan software for small businesses. And we're going to talk about his journey from vice president of a Silicon Valley high-tech planning and research firm to a highly successful entrepreneur and how his vision and passion for business planning guided him through his own business journey. Welcome, Tim. Oh, thank you, Scott and Pam. Thank you very much. Happy to be with you. We are delighted to have you here. Now, let's set the stage. Years ago, you saw and built on a very unique opportunity to transform the approach to business planning for small businesses. And software was in a really different place. I mean, we're talking about 1988. PCs were all the thing. and Right. So just setting that stage, how did you determine that CEOs of small businesses were ready to take a computer-based approach to business planning? Actually, it took a long time for the technology to catch up with what I wanted to do, which was focus on the productizable part of the business plan. I was there doing that as a consultant to some small startups, some big computer companies, divisions, and so on, I was doing business planning, which to me was always exciting because it was unifying concepts with numbers. It was to me like telling a story and then taking the steps to make it come true. So I loved it. And I saw in the late 80s that there were parts of it that could be productizable. And all we saw also that there are parts that will never be productizable. The thinking of a business plan is not something that a computer will ever do, but the productizable uh, financials, outlines, some illustrations and so on. So there I was in the late 80s. And the truth is that it took until the middle 90s for this to really become a product company. And in the interim, in the like eight years, I had products, I was marketing products, but I was supporting that business with my consulting, waiting for the technology to get to the point where you could actually build a real product to do a business plan. 
So you had your consulting business and, and planning, but let's face it, Tim, you know, business plan, uh, back in the day, it was something that gathered dust. Now it's just electrons sitting somewhere on a hard drive. It's not a term that always gets a lot of respect and enthusiasm. So how was your approach to business planning that you started in consulting and then moved into uh, software? How is that different from the traditional business plan? Scott, the traditional business plan was never the right way to do it. And as I got involved in this, I was working with real people in real companies doing real business planning, which is managing your business, optimizing the alignment between strategy and tactics and specific concrete details and the forecast, the essential numbers, and always keeping that moving, alive, flexible, so that you never let a business plan go static. That's mm -hmm. more true than ever now. But it was also true back in the 80s when I became immersed in business planning as a consultant helping clients with it. The myth was always a myth, and it's a dangerous, uh, really damaging myth that somehow the plan is something that is this huge, daunting task that you do, and it, it's about as much fun as a master's degree thesis. <laughs> and, yes. and then you heave a huge sigh of relief. Thank God I'm done with that. And somehow the world has changed because you've completed a business plan, which you mm -hmm. then put somewhere where you never have to see it again because you don't want to be reminded of what a difficult job it was. And life goes on, except that now when somebody asks, do you have a business plan? You say yes. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes uh, people talk about it and they have a lot of misconceptions about the purpose of a business plan. Uh, a lot of times it's something that you have to do to satisfy the bank or if you're thinking about uh, a merger or acquisition deal, you have to have a business plan in place. You know, it's those critical times, as they would call it. We don't agree with that. It sounds like you don't agree with that either. Oh, I so don't agree with it. I'm so with you. I mean, that's completely a myth that's damaging because then people don't get the benefit of what business planning really is, which is a way to get what you want from your business. Sounds so Period. basic, you know? <laughs> it's, it, yes, it's a way to do your business better, and it's about what you want, whether that's uh, growth and spectacular profits or whether that's stability, whether that's let's diversify into a new product. It takes a simple method of aligning up strategy and tactics and concrete specifics and numbers to really do it right. And mm -hmm. it so hurts me that people don't get the benefit of that because when I say, or you say business plan, we get this like Pavlovian dogs type thing. Oh my God, I wouldn't want that. And it gets worse, too, because we were talking about this, how there's, there's this horrible job that you do and then you put away because you never want to remember it. And then time passes and trends come up. And now the most fashionable thing for the business owner slash entrepreneur is to say, no, I didn't do a business plan because I'm cool. 
You know, I just shot from the hip. And it yeah. reminds me of when I go to my college reunions, everybody's talking about how they never studied. And I know damn well that those of us who got really good <laughs> grades and did well, of course we were yes. studying, but it's not yes. cool to say it later. So business plans suffer from that too. And meanwhile, business owners, sadly, don't get the benefits. A business plan should be easy to do, quick, flexible, and you revise it every month, and that only takes a couple hours, and you always have a business plan that's fresh and that's helping you move forward to get what you want from your business. But it has to be easy and quick. Yes, it does have to be easy, and Tim, we're going to talk about that in the next section. So we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk more with Tim Barry, chairman and founder of Palo Alto Software, about his unique approach to business planning and how to use planning as a nimble and useful process for guiding your company's everyday success. Stay with us. You are listening to Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper, brought to you by Business Advancement Incorporated, enabling companies to accelerate to their next level of innovation and growth for success. If you like what you're hearing, spread the good word. Go to growthignitersradio.com, click on episode 16, and use the share links for Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter at the top right of the page to tell your social media communities all about us. Use hashtag GrowthIgniters. And do us a favor, rate and review this show on iTunes to extend our reach to all of the people who can benefit from this series. Welcome back to Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper, that's me, and Scott Harper. We're talking with Tim Berry, chairman and founder of Palo Alto Software, about how he turned his passion for making business planning actually useful into a successful company that helps businesses all over the world keep on top of their game. Tim, how can people find your company? Oh, thank you, Pam. Uh, Bplans.com, B. P-L-A-N-S dot com. The best place to go first. I, I could tick off about five websites, but B-Plans is a good hub to go from there. B-Plans is a collection that's, gosh, 20 years old now, but changing every day. A collection of free information, blog posts, articles, etc., about how to start and run a business particularly focusing on the business planning element, but not exclusively. Okay, well, that sounds like a very valuable resource. Okay, Tim, uh, as we were talking the last segment, uh, you were talking how people have this sort of draconian view of business plans. I'm reminded of an old Broadway play. One of the lines was, facts are the enemy of truth. <laughs> and And some people think that planning is the enemy of agility, but... It doesn't have to be. You've talked about something you call lean business planning. It's very practical. It's a useful tool for guiding business every day, not just episodically. Uh, I used something called lean business development practices in my corporate life uh, back before I joined Pam to cut uh, R&D costs and the process down to its essential. Uh, Does this minimalist philosophy translate to business planning in, in a similar way? 
Yes, that's the intention, Scott, that the idea of lean that started back in the 30s and 40s with a lean manufacturing, mostly in Japan, is you take small steps and you turn around and review results to redirect where you're going and course corrections, constant small steps with review and revision. And I've always thought before anybody, before I was aware that people were calling that lean, that was the way I was recommending people do business planning 30 years ago, and it is more so now with what I'm calling the lean business plan. Small steps, review, revise, and it's always fresh, and it's easy to do. Okay, so can you give us sort of the elements of the the concepts of lean business planning and maybe tie it to an uh, example of Palo Alto software? I assume you're a product of your product, and you use this approach in your own company. Well... Yes, and Scott, let me explain first the relationship where you have the lean plan that's always there, always fresh, and when you need in business to show a plan to outsiders, it's only at that point that you dress it up, almost like dressing the teenager for the junior prom. The plan's the same, but you dress it with an executive summary and market analysis if you need it, and so on, so that now it can present your company to outsiders appropriately. But that dressed-up document is not your plan. Your lean plan is constantly moving forward with a very short, essential summary of strategy as bullet points, reminders, tactics as bullet points and reminders and in doing strategy and tactics you look for the alignments so that what you're doing in tactics matches the strategy with priorities and focus and then you have concrete specifics that include review schedule presumably monthly milestones assumptions performance metrics task responsibilities and owners of those tasks so that's the third And the fourth part of it is the essential business numbers. You can't run a business right without managing a sales forecast, spending budget, and using plan versus actual on those, of course, cash flow. And that is a lean business plan, strategy, tactics, concrete specifics, and essential business numbers, and nothing else until you need it. So it sounds like a great way to deal with the dilemma uh, that I've seen so many times where successful CEOs running all over the place, uh, they have things in their head and they don't want to take the time to write it out. But here with the bullet points that you're talking about, you can actually just put it down where somebody else can see it because so often there are miscommunications. We all think that we're saying the same thing. We don't have that. Is that right? Is that really what we're talking about? Absolutely. And I build into lean business planning the idea that there is a monthly refresh meeting with the key people on the team. What we did in Palo Alto Software as we grew it was the third Thursday of every month gave us time to close the books first. We would bring in lunch and invite six, eight, nine people sometimes involved with it and eat the lunch, talk about plan versus actual, review things coming up, review results of things just happened that just happened. And that crucial question that comes up over and over again that the plan can't answer, only the people can answer. The crucial question Mm -hmm. is, do we stick to the plan? 
because we aren't executing, it's a good plan, or do we modify the plan because assumptions have changed? And you remake that decision every month. Well, that's true. You know, it's funny, because I was just thinking about that as you were talking. So much of what we talk about is the importance to keep adjusting. In fact, I mentioned it in my book, Preventing Strategic Gridlock, the importance to keep adjusting to the realities. And that seems like a fundamental piece of what you're talking about, that you have that same philosophy and incorporate it into what you do. Yes, Pam. Yes, absolutely. Because one of my principles of lean business planning is that planning is to manage change. Change doesn't void planning. Planning helps you manage change because you've got this regular flowing plan. So your plan is connecting the dots. And when there's sudden change, if you have a plan, you have essentially a dashboard that you can see the controls and see what you have to change quickly. And if you didn't have a plan, you'd have to reconnect all those dots. The world is constant change, and the planning yes. helps to manage that. It's, it's as if you have not just your route in, in your navigation, not just your map, but you have your GPS that's real-time refreshing on traffic and weather and such, mm-hmm. so that you, you, you move and change your plan knowing what the route was, but also knowing developments so that knowing what it was makes it quicker and easier to change it and keep it fresh and keep it in the right direction. So that sounds a lot like how we tell our clients that in order to adjust to change, you have to do two essential things. You have to be able to detect what the change is. So you have to have your feelers out and as many perspectives as possible. And then you have to be able to translate what's changing into a response that's meaningful. And with your approach to planning, you have that flexibility. So real quick before our next break, can you give a an example in Palo Alto software of how you actually had the plan and then you had to adjust it using your philosophy. Yes, it became very important with the recent, well, not that recent anymore, but the 2008 Great Recession. Our sales just tumbled in the fall of that year, August, September, October. Our sales went way down, way below the plan, all at once, completely unforeseen, the famous black swan. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, because we had the plan, we were able to quickly adjust going straight to the plan. And if our revenues were that in the plan, but it turned out to be this lower amount, let's quickly look at our expenses and what part of them were, dis- were tied into revenue, because some are, and went down automatically, and what part of them weren't, and how do we adjust quickly so that we can keep our people and cut other spending so we don't end up having to re-recruit people six months later because we weren't reacting well to this sudden crisis. So planning done right, the way you're talking about it, it really is something that can take you into a much better place than anything you could ever envision without it, without winging it. And I think that's that's a wonderful place for us to stop for a moment. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Tim Berry, chairman and founder of Palo Alto Software, about how to use principles of lean business planning to accelerate success for your own company. Stay with us. 
is listening to Growth Igniter's radio, giving you new insights, inspiration, and immediately useful ideas to take your company to its next level of growth and success? Well, if so, imagine how much more you and your company could get with a live, highly customized in-person Growth Igniter's event as part of your next company offsite. Go to growthignitersradio.com, click contact us at the bottom of the page for more information. We'll get back to you to explore the possibilities. Welcome back to Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper. Over the last two segments, we've been talking with Tim Berry, chairman and founder of Palo Alto Software, about how he had the vision to transform his passion into a highly successful business and about lean business planning and what a dynamic and useful tool it is for guiding and tracking business success. Tim, can you let us know one more time, how can people find out about your company? bplans.com bplans.com is the quickest and best there are other websites and we will have a link to that on the resources under this episode page so okay let's let's get actionable now what are two or three doable things that our listeners can start to do as soon as they're done with this program that could guide their own passions into business success using lean business planning process. What's the first one? So Pam, I'm going to recommend do a lean business plan, which (laughs) means much less than, I mean, it's much easier than they think. Start focusing strategy. You know your strategy. We all know our strategy, but focus with a few reminders about what's important because in business, business owners, we all want to do everything, right? And sometimes mm-hmm. you have to do the most important thing, which isn't necessarily the most urgent thing. So write it down. Key target markets, key business offerings, what's different about your company, and that combined is strategy. It doesn't really have to be mysterious, is what you're saying. I just want to no, emphasize actually, that. No, the, actually, the, uh, the, the, and I, I can't resist, the Palo Alto Software product, Live Plan, uh-huh. has a strategy pitch that, I mean, it's pitch, it's a single page. It does exactly that. Market, business offering, key milestones. That's really your summary in a single page. And then okay. you do tactics Tactics are what we all know as business owners. There's sales and marketing tactics like pricing channels, uh, marketing, social media, all of those are tactics. And when I say do them, don't describe them in daunting text for outsiders. Just remind yourself and your team tactics. What is our pricing? How are we relative to others? Who's our competition? What are we doing about it? Products, or do we have new launches coming? And just all of those are simple reminders so it's easy to do. And then focus it down to milestones so you can track it. And performance metrics so you can track it. Stuff that you can actually manage and you can see the difference. And then your essential business numbers. And ultimately then you're started with a lean business plan towards refocusing your business and being able to start reviewing progress towards goals again like i think we all did Mm -hmm. but we get diffused right we we're trying to do everything and it's that done right the lean planning process is just a couple hours a month but it's a time to drop 
a little bit away from the 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 whole fires and so on and and look at where you're going and bring the long term into perspective of short term and immediate and refocus that alignment very interesting tim and and very useful Uh, one of the things that uh, sometimes we work with folks on is an issue which perhaps you've seen Uh, It can be that different people at different levels of the company or even within an executive team, if it's it's a mid-sized company or bigger, can have different ideas about what the strategy is uh, or even what the objectives are. Or if they know what the objectives are, different ideas of how to do it. And it sounds like having a a planning process like this where it's actually getting written down, it's not in my head and your head, uh, can really help people focus, gain uh, an idea of commonality. So, oh, yeah. And and if there's debate, the debate can come out into the open. It's not hiding in the corners. Have you seen this? Absolutely. And Scott, there's there's a built-in process there that's very powerful from the point of view of the business owner who is ultimately responsible, right? It's not a democracy. The process that works with lean business planning is that debate that you mentioned this month will then be followed next month and the month after with a review of results. And the, the advocate during the debate of one point of view is then through a process, it's not uh, like, oh my God, face the music. It's just a normal process. Okay, let's look at the results from the last month and from the month before. And everybody in that meeting is going to remember who was debating what at what time. And it becomes an automatic, not off-putting process to focus on, here's what we thought, here's what happened. And in the background, here's what you said you were going to do. What did you do? Here's what you said the results were going to be. What were the results? And over time, the process and the actual tracked results gain prominence and it becomes less a matter of politics and opinions and who's good in an argument and more a matter of how is the business progressing? Everybody wins if that's done right. So let let the facts drive what's actually happening. Makes sense. Yes. And you have that continuity. I mean, in every meeting, the big question is, was it poor execution or did the assumptions change when things go bad? And was it great execution or did the assumptions change when things go good? Mm -hmm. And that question repeated in different contexts generates ongoing continuity decisions and results. So what I hear you saying is, which we 100% agree is continuity and having the communication and making the time for it. It's not just a nice activity anymore, but it's actually something that is vital if anybody is going to actually transform their passion into a really successful business as you have. Is there a last thought you'd like to leave us with in terms of transforming a passion into a highly successful business? Yes. Add to that value. Because one problem I have with transforming passion into business is the temptation to lose track of the value that you offer that other people will buy. It's Mm. not just 
what I want to do. It's what in the various things that I like to do offers somebody something that they will pay for, that makes their life better, that they will buy. So passion tempered by value is to me very important whenever we talk about passion. Give value. Think about what people want and need and know they need. Mm -hmm. And you know, that applies to every size business, I will tell you. Tim, thank you again for being our guest today. And if you out there have questions related to today's episode or any episode, go to open a conversation with us at the bottom of the episode page. To find out who our guest will be next Wednesday, go to growthignitersradio.com and look in the sidebar for a schedule of upcoming episodes over the next few weeks. Thanks for listening to Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper. To check out resources related to today's conversation, share on social media, and subscribe to the podcast series on iTunes or Stitcher, go to growthignitersradio.com and select episode 16. Until next time, this is Pam Harper. And Scott Harper. Wishing you continued success and leaving you with this question to discuss with your team. What can we start doing differently to bring business planning to life in our company today? Growth Igniters and Growth Igniters Radio are service marks of Business Advancement Incorporated. All Growth Igniters Radio episodes are copyrighted productions of Business Advancement Incorporated, intended for the private use of our audience. Except as otherwise provided by copyright law, all other uses, including copying, editing, redistribution, and publication without prior written consent of Business Advancement Incorporated, are prohibited. All rights reserved.